Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Uh, well, everyone's uh, excited about Turkey. There is a lot to pay attention to this week because it's going to be a little, little bit lighter in that sense. Mm, but also definitely updates to look forward to, including third quarter GDP from mm. the US and Singapore, I understand, yep. Ryan. Yeah, it will be a shorter work week on Wall Street when it comes to Thursday. That's when it will be closed and half day for Friday. But still quite a bit to look out for in the early part of this week. And that is with the third quarter GDP numbers from the US as well as from Singapore. Also closely watched will be the FOMC minutes as well as who might be the next Fed chair. And something else to look out for is what is expected to be a blockbuster record sales moment for Black Friday to Cyber Monday, mm. that shopping period. To get a bigger picture, I've got Pan Jingyi. She is the Associate Director for Economic Indices for IHS Market. Morning, Jingyi. How are you doing today? Good morning. Um, well, bright, nice Monday. So, hope, uh, good morning, everyone. <laughs> What's on your shopping list for Black Friday? Uh, putting me on the spot, I don't actually have anything yet, but I think with a lot of people that, you know, I've spoken to, everyone's afraid of shortages. So definitely, you know, some of the early Christmas shopping, I'll be, to, I'll be on the lookout for those. Okay, maybe if you can't find anything, just reuse what you got last year. <laughs> so look <laughs> at, uh, look at, look mm-hmm. at reusing, maybe President Joe Biden might be choosing Jerome Powell again for a second term or not. What's your take on how this might pan out when we look at the promise that he's going to be announcing who will be the next Fed chair before Thanksgiving? So either way, how will this impact markets? It's definitely exciting for this one. I think we're all watching that. Um, well, broadly, the market do see well, renominating Fed Chair Jerome Powell as the consistent choice with what's been the historical precedent. He'll be confirmed easily by the Senate as well as a simple majority vote. Um, the other option in this case, Leo Brainerd, well, she herself is something that seems perhaps as a little bit less certain with the Senate. Um, but, you know, when it comes back to your question on what's going to happen to the market, I think generally what we're seeing is that the approach towards monetary policy is not too different. Banking and regulatory policy itself, well, actually could be the one to watch. Um, but at least, you know, some people do see that you know, our brain nut potentially will actually be the more dovish person, mm. uh, whereas Fed Powell, consistent choice, a little bit less dovish perhaps. Um, so I think that itself could see to a little bit of market reaction. But really what we're seeing is a bit on the short term because both of them, either who gets to become the next Fed chair, is going to still tackle that problem with regards to inflation and growth balance. And we know that from the latest Fed meetings, they don't really perhaps you know have that strong of a view for the very well, medium term, especially given how inflation has actually evolved of late. Yeah, it's also important to note the policy settings are formed by a committee of members. So it's not just going to be one person who might influence everything. And talking about the FOMC, we have the minutes coming out sometime in the mm-hmm. coming days. What are we looking out for? And this is the meeting where they announced the reduction in the bond buying program. Yeah, so on Wednesday we have the Fed minutes. It's actually Thursday here in Singapore for us. Um, but that itself, it's going to be looked at quite closely. And in my personal view itself, it's really the mix of views between the Fed members, as you say, the committee itself. 
uh, we have seen that you know that they have actually moved ahead with regards to um, well reducing their bond uh, asset purchases itself, and that's really within the expectation. But what I think you know we derive from the previous meeting is a little bit of uncertainty on the inflation views, in fact, on their employment goals as well as we see them uh, having some of these positive readings of late in terms of jobs growth as well. So there have been some of these calls from other Fed members, Fed Bullard and Co. for example. They've been calling for further tightening, for example, uh, especially given the kind of good numbers that are seen. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the kind of mix on thoughts for the pace and also any timing of future policy moves. Mm. Now, Jane, talking about central banks, we have the Bank of Korea and the Royal Reserve Bank of New Zealand. They are expected to raise rates this week. Is this a reflection mm-hmm. of how they are trying to address inflation? Yeah, definitely. So with the Bank of Korea and the RBNZ, they have in the last couple of months raised the interest rate for the first time in, in a long time. So that uh, had been the case. And we definitely with IG's market, we're predicting well, rate rises for both APEC central banks in the upcoming meeting this week. Now, of course, this actually stands for some of their concerns in terms of short-term inflation. And in Bank of Korea's case, uh, consumer debt, rising house prices, these pose some problems as well. But really another 25 basis points for both central banks. We're not expecting that perhaps to drive so much of a reaction in the market. Both of these central banks themselves are addressing the short-term inflation issue. And that, as we know, caused quite some extent as well by the capacity constraint, the supply constraints, um, especially during the recovery. Those are perhaps expected to ease going to 2022, where we're not expecting more rate rises in the early part of the year at least. Um, so which actually brings me to another point, you know, we have the IG's market November um, well, flash PMI is going to be due. No, um, October recent reading has been showing us this supply constraints have actually worsened. So it'd be interesting to observe if that had continued to be the case and pretty much very important for production and audit um, output going into the year end and early 2022. Okay, I am looking at that reading, the flash PMI for the US. The previous one, I believe, was um, above 58. So are we looking at possibly uh, things to stay around this level for quite some time because you talk about supply chain disruptions and, of course, what's happening with COVID-19 in Europe? Will that all spill over into the US? And also just to weave in what's going to be on your third quarter Q, um, US GDP um, watch. What's something? What are we looking out for here? Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for that number that's going to be out this week for the US slash PMI. Um, but you know what we have been watching is that growth continue to be pretty strong. But whether that itself has actually been hampered to some extent, as we know, a bit of a resurgence of the COVID nineteen cases much stronger in Europe um, than it is in the US of well into November itself. Mm. But definitely something to watch for that kind of balance as well and how that affect prices. Now you mentioned the US GDP. Um, that's going to be the second reading, so a revision from the initial reading. Bloomberg estimates itself have put a upward revision of about 0.2 percentage point to 2.2 percent. Um, IG's market, we're looking to a little bit of a larger revision to 2.6 percent. Um, that is self well pretty much accounted for by what we've seen with consumer services. Third quarter revenues have actually came in a little bit stronger than expected later on. 
So that would be something to watch. But it's a bit backward looking, you know, as we discussed this. And mm, really, yeah. I think moving forward, you talk about a Black Friday situation, how retail confidence is going to be. Those are the kind of things that we'll be paying close attention to as well. Yeah, and just to wrap things up, Jingyi, we are also expecting third quarter GDP numbers from Singapore. I believe the consensus forecast is around 6.5%. But if you look mm-hmm. at where we are going from here, uh, we've got things like the potential China slowdown. But the good news is over the weekend, we had some easing of um, restriction measures. Where does this put us going into 2022? Yeah, so I think with respect to Singapore now, that number itself is not expected to change too much from 6.5%. The initial estimate itself uh, has been seen, you know, Nordex manufacturing output in September had been a bit mixed, but January retail performance was quite robust in September. So that's going to put us on a good footing for Q3, in my opinion. Um, but definitely, you know, you mentioned as well how things are going to be moving forward. I think while there's, of course, that concern, especially in the West, part of the world that seems to be again caught into this whole COVID-19 wave as the weather get colder. Uh, but I think in APEC, however, we have been seeing things generally re- recovering, rebounding um, earlier, you know, with the respect to the likes of Japan, Australia, and those are the ones who have the flash PMIs coming through this week. We'll be looking to see if the growth momentum, if the reopening for this APEC region had continued. And I think, you know, for APEC, uh, including Singapore, what you mentioned, further reopening, um, kind of easing of restrictions. These are going to be the things that continue to bode well for the region. And hopefully, you know, we don't have another wave coming through, um, caveating, you know, that's kind of still a possibility given what's happening in Europe. But I think at least for now, the, the signs are pointing pretty positively. So we look forward to a better year ahead. All right, fingers crossed that we get those positive data points coming through. We've been chatting with Pan Jing Yi. She is the Associate Director for Economic Indices for IHS Market. Jing Yi, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Have a good week. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.